This is the Creative Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Lopez. Hope you enjoy this podcast. It's set up and designed for coaches, leaders, and influencers to share their stories and inspire others to share their stories as well. That we can all learn together as a community and get better every day. So thank you for listening. You're season two. Today's guest is J.C. Hoyt. Coach Hoyt is the head coach of the women's program at the University of Missouri, Kansas City. We talked to her today about those that have been impactful and influential in her career, how to enjoy the moment, how to learn who you want to be, and then figure out who you are. I hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Coach Hoyt, I really do appreciate your time. I really do. I know you're busy. I know, uh, you know, we're all busy to an extent, but uh, I know all these things coming down the pike with the NCAA and there being a lot of uh, uncertainty uh, and really kind of recruiting and all these things and getting your program in order for the, for the upcoming season. This is really something unique and unprecedented as everything is right now. And so here again, I appreciate your time. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, you're right. I mean, it, it is, there's just a lot going on, but at the same time, um, this is what really fills my bucket is just getting to talk hoops and leadership and all that good stuff. So I, um, I'm, I'm super excited about this and, uh, happy to be here. Fantastic. So coach, I would ask you, how are you introduced to the game of basketball? Well, you know, I never really had a choice. Um, I, I grew up in the gym. Um, my, my mom has been coaching high school for as long as I can remember. Um, and then my, my dad actually coached as well. So, um, he did, he, he coached football, he coached basketball and believe it or not, at one point in time, they were each other's assistant coaches. Wow. That's nice. So, uh, it's, yeah, when I say I, I didn't have a choice, I really mean that. Um, <laughs> growing up, I, my sister and I, you know, every day after school, we knew that we would spend the rest of the day in the gym going to <laughs> back-to-back practices. So yeah. I wouldn't change it, though. I, I loved it. I loved it. That's fantastic. It sounds like my daughters. When, when school lets out, they know to go straight to the gym, and they know what's going to happen there, and they just get their homework done, go to my office, and you know, make, make good use of their time because they know there's no, uh, there's no going home, laying down. There's no going home playing video games. It's uh, right. time in the gym. That's it. So that's, a, you know, I don't think there's a, I'm sure there's a better way to raise kids, but I don't know. I just, I just, I don't think so. I think it's a great environment. And oh, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. I, I think back on just, um, you know, not only getting to be around the game, but just the role models. Yeah. that I got to be around. And so, you know, I, I just remember, I can tell you all the, the names of the players that I looked up to, you wow. know, just even at the high school level every year. And so I, I think that's awesome that your daughters get that same experience. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, uh, there's a lot to say about tradition and, and kind of, you know, the communities that, you know, we think of when we grow up that we were connected to, uh, whether they were small or big, they were, they were, our, that was our world. You know, and those were like you talked about, those were the players you remember, your heroes, mm-hmm. the people you look up to literally. And uh, so that's good stuff, coach. Now, I want to ask you, coach, because I, I, I've, I've heard that and I read in your bio that you're a pretty good player yourself. So 
what was your experience as a player? Like, how did, how did all that pan out for you? Even though you were good, what was your experience? Yeah, um, well, you know, just like I said, I got exposed to the game uh, at a really young age. And I think that, I mean, I, I don't remember a time ever where I was ever playing against anyone my own age, uh, wow. whether I was a, a grade schooler, you know, practicing out there with, with my mom's high school girls or um, just, you know, it was kind of like that growing up, uh, which I'm really thankful for. Um, I, I did get to play for my mom nice. in high school. And um, there was a, a year there where I also, my one of my younger sisters was on the, the team with us. And um, so, I mean, man, if I could go back to any point in time in my life, I would probably go back to that year where I got to play with my sister and my mom at the same time. Wow. Um, just really special memories, but, um, it was, it was awesome playing for my mom and, um, she's an amazing coach and really kind of just, you know, gave me the blueprint for everything that I do now as a coach. Um, and to be honest, my, my college career, it really wasn't all that glamorous. And I say that because, um, I, I played, at Wichita State, and um, I loved my experience there, but I did battle a lot of things out of my control with injuries and coaching changes, and, um, you know, just it, it was not scripted the way that I would have wanted it to be. So yeah. it, it, it didn't end um, the way that I wanted it to, but at the same time, I really honestly feel like those hard times really prepared me to be a coach, um, especially at an earlier age, uh, than I want it to be, you know, cause yeah. when you're sitting out on the sidelines, you're, you're, you're seeing the game different, you're learning it different. And so I feel like that almost kind of accelerated, um, my coaching career. Yeah. Um, but man, I, I wouldn't be the person that I am if I didn't go through all those playing experiences. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, you, you sensed, well, you experienced a lot of stability in high school because you had your brother there, you had your sister there for a year or two. And so then all of a sudden this adversity uh, show, rears its face. And, how, you know, learning just from this quarantine and from other kind of uh, societal type of crises, adversity breeds all kinds of great things, in my opinion. Uh, and in that adversity, like you're talking about, you wouldn't be who you are so. I, I I like that. I like the fact that you can yourself aware enough to know, like, yeah, you know, I didn't, wasn't the experience, like you said, you had scripted, but man, it, you learned from it. And I think that's everybody who's listening can, can, can grab from and pull from is, uh, and don't ever shy away from adversity. Like be the one that runs to the fire, not from it. So to speak. Yeah. And, yep. uh, cause you can be part of the solution and not the problem. And, uh, yeah, good stuff, coach. I appreciate you sharing that. Now, was it your mother and, and your father, your parents solely, who kind of influenced you to go into coaching? They did. I, um, you know, I, my dad is, he eventually um, got into administration and, and he's now a, a superintendent. And um, wow. so he's taught me just so much about leadership, even from that, you know, perspective of things. And um, just growing up in a, a household of educators, um, I always knew that I wanted to do something that you know, impact lives the way that educators do. And I really consider us coaches, educators and teachers yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, I also got to play for a coach who uh, really, really impacted me and, and really kind of changed the 
the course of, of my life, actually, um, just in terms of helping me grow in my faith and uh, leading me to Christ. And, and that's a really big part of who I am. And um, she coached me at Wichita State. Her name is Jane Albright. And I always love talking about her because yeah. she not only did all those things, but she gave me my first Division One coaching job and really just, you know, like I said, just changed the whole trajectory of things for me. So, um, I mean, I think, I think all coaches really can, at least the ones I know, and, and certainly for me, they, we all look back and we think about the people who had the biggest impact on our life. And for me, it was 100% my coaches, whether it was my mom, whether it was my college coaches, you know, that's just, um, that special role that coaches get to play. And so, um, I think it's, it's kind of just a natural progression, especially if, if you are the way that I was, I just loved basketball and I couldn't really imagine my life without it. And so coaching is just kind of that next thing that you can do to, you know, stay involved and, and be around the game. Yeah, no, there, there's something to be said for what you're saying in that sometimes our players, we don't show them the whole menu of the game. We show them, Hey, you can get better as a player. You can get better as a player. Uh, but when the ball stops bouncing, how else can they be a part of the game? And I think us, like you're talking about having impact, having influence, being educators, uh, that's kind of on us to to show them, hey, there's a lot involved in this in this game that you can still be involved involved without having to bounce the ball, and uh, and you can make a good life out of it. Never, never mind a good living, you can have a good, you can make a really good life from it. So, yeah, I, can, I completely agree with what you're saying because that's. Uh, so important, you know, we're in volatile times completely. Like just, mm -hmm. you know, things that have transpired recently. These are really mm -hmm. volatile times and these young people that we serve and uh, that we see every day and we work with every day or communicate with every day, uh, we need to be giving them our best and to the degree that uh, we do for our own children. And so, yeah, Absolutely. yeah, it's fantastic. Coach, now, do you recall a memorable moment uh, when you realized like, Man, this coaching thing's real. I'm a coach now. I'm not not a player anymore. <laughs> this is it. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I still have those moments. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, you know, di different levels, different experiences. Um, I I really honestly have had those those moments every year of coaching. I mean, I mean when I first started, you know, it was like, wow, I'm a Division One basketball coach. And and got to do that at a really young age. And so I specifically just remember, you know, kind of just always having to pinch myself and um, just feeling like that was uh, a dream come true. And then uh, I, that was at the University of Nevada where I, I first started. And then um, I got a, an opportunity to come back and coach closer to home at Kansas State. And um, again, you know, just being a, a very young assistant in the Big 12 um, just having those kind of pinch me moments. And, uh, and now I, I still do as, as a head coach, um, getting to be in the role that I'm in. And, um, you know, we, we had an incredible season and, and we were set to play in the NCAA tournament and, and won a conference championship. And um, so those moments just keep coming. And I think that's the, the best feeling to have because those moments don't happen without a ton of hard work and just having to grind, you know, and, and, um, we don't really get those moments that often because the majority of it is hard work and, and it is that grind, but man, those moments where it really hits you, it's like, 
okay, it was worth it. You know, it's just, uh, it, it's very surreal. And I hope that that feeling never leaves me. Yeah, no, you're, you're, uh, there's such a dynamic to what you're saying. You're talking about investing yourself, uh, throughout the season, that process we all talk about. And, uh, yeah, everybody loves the beginning of the process because it's a brand new year, you know, start the, the gym just feels good. But you, mm-hmm. but you come off a back to back or, you know, three games and five and six nights or you, whatever the case is, a stretch where you may not be winning and walking to the gym, just a little bit different. It's not the same. And when you taste success after all that and you go down the stretch, uh, you just like you're in that moment and you get you're at, if you're where your feet are at, you can enjoy that moment like you talked about. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important. So, coach. How did your time, you know, you talk about time at Nevada, time at K-State, you know, they, you know, like you talked about being in the Big 12, that's big time as an assistant <laughs> and being that young and being a two, you know, good Division One programs like that. How did that prepare you to now be a head coach and kind of have the program resting on your shoulders? Well, I think as coaches, you know, we we're just we can't ever stop learning and we can learn something from everyone. Um, I don't care what the level is. I don't care, um, you know, male, female, any of it. I I think we can all just learn from each other. And so I learned so much, um, in those years that I was at those different schools. Um, when I first started, you know, I really just kind of was the, the Swiss army knife. I just had to do everything. Um, you know, and I was, I was trying to make a name for myself and establish myself and, being young, I felt like I could really do that uh, in recruiting. So I really took that head on. Um, but also just doing everything, whether it was player development or equipment or being in charge of the practice guys, you know, some of that yeah. stuff that's not very glamorous, uh, which I'm so thankful for because having all those different experiences really did prepare me differently. And it's kind of funny because I, even though I, I was at a division one program and a high level, um, then going into the big 12, I remember some days just feeling like, man, I'm not doing anything. Cause yeah. there's just, you know, there, there's more resources. There are sure. more people doing some of those <laughs> things that I had to do before. And so I almost felt guilty, um, yeah. and, and kind of had to figure that out. But, um, I, I mean, I, I would say I learned so much of just kind of who I want to be uh, coaching at Nevada, um, again, playing for Jane Albright and um, just really showing me the impact that I could have on players' lives. Um, My time at K-State was tremendous for me because I just got to learn so much about the game. And uh, I worked under a really great head coach, uh, Jeff Mitty, who's still there. and, And he just taught me so much about things that I really hadn't been exposed to um, defensively and and offensive strategies and just, you know, a different style um, that I got to learn a a lot about. And um, so I feel like I I have taken pieces of them with me, you know, and um, it's just so funny because I I find myself just doing what they did and what I learned from them now implementing that within my own program. And um, of course, making it my own, you know, but I think, as coaches, we all just kind of have to feel from each other. And, and, um, I always tell my assistants, you know, we got to be thieves. We got to go out and figure <laughs> out, you know, what, what yeah. everyone else is doing and figure yeah. out how to make that, you know, better or apply it to our own program. And, um, so I'm, I'm super thankful for everything that I learned from them. 
Yeah, no, Coach. It's, it sounds like a great experience with those coaches and being able to pull from them uh, that either that mentorship or those uh, concepts like you're talking about. Basketball-wise, X's and O's and, you know, perception is everything. So when you get somebody's perspective on the game that you think you know so well, all of a sudden you feel like they shed a light on a maybe a not a dark area, but an area that may have been dormant or sure. stuck in the recesses somewhere back there where you forgot, like, wow, I forgot about that. And right. uh, so, yeah, there's, there's always a chance to learn. Growth and development are so huge and important for, for coaches to always have because you're, you're never done. You're, you got to be a lifelong learner. And that's right. uh, so that's good. And, you know, uh, you talk about kind of about having those resources to have you feeling guilty. I think there's a lot of coaches out there that, if they, they, I mean, I, I did an interview today, today with the former JUCO coach and they're like, yeah, man, I started off doing everything. And uh, now I get kind of worried that I'm not pulling my own weight. So I hear you completely, coach. I can, I can understand where you're coming from there. Now, coach, uh, what excites you about working with young people? Because that's, uh, you know, we're in the people business, us as coaches, whether we want to realize it or not. And so I would ask you like, every morning when you get up and even on the zoom calls, what excites you about doing all that? Well, I mean, I, first of all, I just love the game. I love getting to be around it and teaching it. Um, I love being around young people. I mean, I, I'm still relatively young, but, yeah. um, it's just, there's, they, they really do keep you young and, you know, every year you get older and, and they just stay the same. And so I, I do feel, um, just so blessed to get to do something that, you know, is, is different and exciting every day. Um, but I think ultimately it's just, you, you think about it and, and we have so much power to shape and to mold. And, um, so I just think what a, what a neat opportunity that we get to do that for them. And, um, I, I feel that in regards to, teaching the game. I feel like that in regards to just helping them through life. And, um, I think the most exciting thing is just when those moments happen and when, the, when things click for them and, you know, you see them finally, um, master something that they've been working really hard on or, um, whether it's in a game or, or in their life. And so I just love the impact that we get to have with them. And I would say that's ultimately what really drives me and, and challenges me to, keep learning for them and to be at my best and, um, just, you know, be a great role model for them. Um, and so there, there's so, I mean, I, I love what I get to do though. You know, I, my husband jokes with me every morning when we're going to work, he's like, man, you get to wear sweats to work and I have to put on this suit and tie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just, there's, there's so yeah. many great things about it, you know, whether it's something little like that or the big things that I had talked about. So. Yeah. No, it, it's a, it's one of the perks, if you will. Uh, and I think that, you know, I remember, uh, you know, a while back, uh, I took an athletic director position and I asked the superintendent, I asked, I used the principal, I asked everybody to make sure, uh, do you want me to wear a suit, tie to work? They said, no, nah, just come, <laughs> come like you dress normally with shorts and a, you know, and a, a polo, whatever. And I'm like, wow, this is great. And I, never, right. <laughs> and I never looked back. I mean, even at the, the next job I went to, I was like, I'm showing up to, they said I could do that over there. So over here, I could probably do the same, right? And like, oh, sure, why? So yeah, I, I completely understand that. But coach, the impact, the influence, 
the the love of seeing other people succeed. Uh, those are the things, yeah, that I think all of us who are doing it for the right reasons, uh, and I'll emphasize that, uh, really enjoy about being around the game. Now, you talked about yeah, in 2017, you were voted by the Women's Basketball Coaches Association a, a 30 under 30 honor, and that is that's that's special. It's something different. And uh, so, yeah, you 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 are pretty young, and so uh, I, I I wish I could be under a thirty under thirty anything <laughs> right now would be great. But uh, you know, so yeah, you're still close enough in age uh, that wasn't so long ago, and you can't relate to your players, and I think that that does uh, play a part too. So that's great. Uh, so, coach, here again, we talk about you know being recognized for your success. And that is something that uh, I would never downplay or, or take for granted if I was in that position. However, what has that added or enriched your life with overall with your career? Um, well, honestly, I, I, I wouldn't say I've ever really thought of it that way. I, I think that it's more um, just the, the success that I've had is really, it's the process of it that I've, found the most enriching and I feel like everything that I've been able to accomplish outside of my hard work is, I mean, it's, it's everyone who's surrounding me, um, whether it be the coaches that I had mentioned, you know, just giving me the opportunities in the first place. Uh, I, I never take that for granted. I'm always so thankful for, for those people in my life who believed on in me and took a chance on me when, you know, a lot of people wouldn't have wanted to, um, and then of course now being a head coach, you know, it's, it's my players, um, and everything that, that they're doing. And so it's really just, I mean, you know, it, it's just that daily process that I think is the most, uh, fulfilling and rewarding. And, but I will say, I, I think that I, I'm not going to hide behind the fact that it, it does enrich your life. You know, this game enriches your life. Um, yeah. the, opportunities that it gives to build relationships with people and travel and see the world. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have any college debt or anything cause I got my school paid for. I mean, it, it, yeah, there's just nice. so many things that the game really, it, it's a, it's a very powerful tool, a vehicle to, to take you places and get to experience things and, um, you know, have, have a certain lifestyle that, you know, we wouldn't be able to have without it. So, but I I would really just say just the the whole process itself is really the reward for me. Yeah. You know, coach, you talked earlier about, and and I, and it comes back to, comes back to be about relationships. You talk about coach Albright and how she helped you to come to some realizations about your life and the, and the, uh, I guess eternity, if you will. And, mm-hmm. and where your soul's going to end up and all that. And I think that's something that when you reach a point in your life, when you can see relationships and people as conduits to bigger and better things and something like that is just like you found, you found freedom in the words and in the reality of what somebody else was kind of enlightening you to. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah those, and, and I, I always, I always look at people not, I mean, players especially, not as a means to an end, but uh, just as a way to connect. Uh, where here again, society, what we're experiencing right now is like there's so much disconnection and, uh, you know, f- things are fractured, uh, yeah. you know, and I think the only way to mend that is to continue to look to connect with people. 
and become more empathetic. Not sympathetic for the most part. Some places, yeah, be sympathetic, but for the most part, be empathetic. Try to understand each other and walk in each other's shoes. So, yeah, it's so big. Basketball, relationships, it's way bigger than I think we even could quantify it mm-hmm. on a podcast. And so, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, Coach, I, I, I want you to be as candid as you can because sometimes we think about, ah, I don't have any regrets in my life. Uh, I would I wouldn't change a thing, and yet deep down inside there are some things that are or a plethora of things that we'd want to change. But I would ask you, Coach, is there anything that you would change about your career, and if so, why? Oh, um, well, I'm probably not going to give you the answer that you want on this, but this <laughs> is just really how I feel. Um, okay. I, I just said, so one of our core values that we talk about a lot with our team is, is growth mindset. And that's just, you know, having the attitude that anything that happens, whether it's good or bad, we, we learn from it and, and we find a way to grow from it. And so some of those things, you know, I, like I mentioned with my playing career, I mean, I, I hated the fact that I, I got uh, two, two medical red shirts throughout the whole thing, but I only got to play two years out of the, you know, six that I, I had, I mean, so I, I don't like that, you know, of course I would, I wish that I could have played, but at the same time, like I said, all each of those, you know, stops that I had, um, facing adversity, it it taught me a lot, um, brought people into my life that maybe I wouldn't have met otherwise. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I mean, of course I've made mistakes, but I, I really, don't ever look back and think, I wish I would have done something or, or I wish I, I hadn't done something because I, you know, get to be where I'm at now because of all of those experiences that I went through. And, um, I think it's so really, I think the only thing that any of us should ever really wish that we could change is, is maybe if we didn't work as hard as we could have or wow. should have. There you go. I, I mean, right. You know, because yeah. it's, if you're treating people the right way, which I, I hope everyone does, and, and I try to, um, but really at the end of the day, if you're working as hard as you possibly can, what regrets do you have? Right. You know, and yeah. and I even, I mean, I, I I have terrible knees and can't run as much as I want to because I I just refuse to hang it up when I probably should have walked away from the game a little bit sooner. But even yeah. that is like that's just who I am. You know, I, I love the game and I wanted to play as long as I could. And so I just have to live with that. Um, so like I said, I'm, I'm probably not really giving you a good answer, but I just, <laughs> I, I don't really believe in that. You know, yeah, I just yeah. think it's just the way life is. So, yeah. And there's no, I mean, it, it, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record or like a uh, therapist, but there's no right or wrong answer coach. Mm-hmm. It, it's one of those where it's like, I, I asked that, because I, I uh, you know, I ask these questions because I pose these questions to myself uh, all the time and in, in self-reflection to the degree that I want to make a change. I need to make it now. I can't just yeah. think about it. Like thinking about it uh, is the first step, I guess, uh, then a plan of action and then actually doing something about it. And so when I think about what would I change, what I just do it to pose myself a question of be ready the next time a situation like this comes up. Sure. Be vigilant, sure. be vigilant, be ready, be prepared. So you don't right. ever live with another regret. And you did, you did learn from your situation. Like, like you said about a growth mindset, 
it's not cut off and it's not shut off because of a prior experience that wasn't so great. So, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, no, don't, it's, I wasn't looking for anything in particular, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's always just one of those things that uh, I want people to think and, and to really reflect, uh, because this, these line of questions are more about even getting coaches to think about things rather than just mm -hmm. to hear what you have to say. It's Absolutely. Uh, it is about reflection. So, uh, I, I want to, I am, I am expecting something from this question though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you feel women get the respect that they deserve in the profession overall? Man, that's kind of a loaded question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, no. Okay. Um, I, but, but I think that there's a lot behind that. I think, um, just like anything in life, um, you've got to earn that. And, yeah. um, I think that, um, I think that the, really, I think we still have a long way to go. I think we've come very far um, and we have, you know, more females coaching now than ever and, and, and more coverage than ever. Um, do I feel like it's enough? No, I still don't. Um, but I think we have to continue to, to work and, and, you know, prove ourselves. And um, I, unfortunately, I think that we do have to work harder uh, because, for you know from the time the game and sports existed it it was a man's world and and it still is um it just is what it is um but i do think there's a lot of progress being made and um i know i certainly feel a responsibility to advance the game and and to advance females and and you know help my players understand that and then hopefully they go out and do the same thing and i have a very specific list of, of female coaches in my mind that I know I really look up to and, and strive to be like. And so I think we just have to keep working at it. Um, but I will just be very honest that I have felt it a lot um, in my short amount of time, especially being a, a head coach, but whether it's, um, you know, just the respect, um, the, the coverage that we get, or, um, even just communicating with officials in games or, um, all, all kinds of things. I just think it, it is a, a different angle that we, a, a different, um, kind of list of things that we do have to overcome and, and work a little bit harder. Um, not that it can't be done and not that I don't want to do it, but it is at the end of the day, I, I do think that we still, can be a lot better as a whole, as a society yeah. with it. Yeah, no, fantastic coach. I hear, I hear you 100%. And, uh, and I've got, I'm thank you, I thank you for being so candid and open about that because uh, I feel like that uh, whole conversation just needs to be had more in public and, uh, you know, not so much always behind doors or, uh, you know, I, I don't know, there's some things that people consider uh, pol politically correct and others like not ethical to talk about mm -hmm. or, you know, mm -hmm. taboo or whatever. But, uh, we're here again, we're learning in society when people don't speak up, other people get hurt. And, uh, and I think we want everybody to feel as coaches, right? Because we're all striving and we're all working hard, like you said, right. to do what we do and to have the impact we're having. And, uh, everybody deserves their due respect. That's just the bottom line. Uh, there is, I don't care what revenue income, I don't care, uh, you know, of course, you know, divisions are what they are, uh, you know, blue bloods, all that, you know, all those separators, 
right. as coaches, we can't see that. And I think for the most part, we don't. Uh, it's just a general society that kind of, you know, puts everybody in these little uh, uh, spaces. But uh, yeah, no, I thank you so much for, for being open now. Uh, I would like for you, coach, to just, you know, to take a moment to encourage our female listeners who have the desire to pursue a career in coaching and leadership in athletics, because it's so important, you know, they, they can all step in and be agents of the change that you're talking about. And so if you could just, you know, take a moment to encourage them. Well, 100%. It's just so important that, you know, I would not be where I'm at if I didn't have female coaches pouring into me and giving me uh, an example of what it looks like and just the fact that you simply can do it. Um, and I know there's, there's so many little girls out there and, and you even said, you know, you got little girls. And so, uh, what, what a shame it would be if your girls don't have other female athletes or coaches to look up to. And I think there are a lot of things that keep women out of coaching. Um, and some of it is very real. Some of it, um, I think some of us got to get over, um, because it it is just so important to, um, you know, be those role models for our players. And, um, the numbers are staggering when you look at male coaches versus female. And, um, you know, you look at the the men's side and there's no females. And then you look at, at women's basketball and there's a lot of males and, um, that's not a knock on males at all. That's, that I think is a challenge for the females to, you know, step up and, and be just as aggressive. And, yeah. um, I do think it, there are a lot of things that are, make it hard, uh, for females, um, just in terms of the hats that we have to wear, you know, whether it being, uh, balancing being a, a wife and a mother and, you know, also a coach, um, it's, it's hard. I'm not saying that it's not really, really hard. And, like I said before, there are things that we have to deal with and overcome that a lot of people don't. Um, but I think anything worth having is, you know, you, you've got to fight for that. And so I just, uh, man, if there are any females listening to this, I would just encourage you to pursue, pursue it and not let things hold you back and not expect it to be easy. Um, but just know that it's going to be worth it because, I think it's incredibly important that other females can see females in, in coaching and, and being successful and, and being in leadership roles. Thank you, coach. I appreciate that. I, I just, you know, this platform, I want to use it to encourage others. And uh, here again, like I spoke of before, I've got four daughters and I always want to make sure they're encouraged, whatever space they're in to understand that the only limits sometimes uh, that may be, you know, uh, they're in that space that they're in is themselves. Yeah, there may be other ones, uh, but as long as they're taking care of themselves and doing controlling what they can control and working as hard as they can, uh, everything should work out. You know, I, we take that approach in our household that everything works out for, for, for our good. So if it ain't good, it ain't over. We're still we're going to get there. And so I just, I just, right. I really do appreciate that. Now, coach, you know, going through your career, although it's been kind of short and you still got a long ways to go. Uh, what have you learned about yourself throughout your career? Uh, I've, I, this could be a whole nother podcast. I've learned so much. <laughs> um, I mean, I think 
just uh, I've, I've learned so much just about being resilient and because things have they've gone really on paper you know it's, it looks great but I know all of the hard work and some of the disappointments and and failures that you know have brought me to this point and so I would just say I just I've got a lot of confidence in myself um, not necessarily because of the success that I've had but because of how I've overcome some of the failures and the, the setbacks, whether it be injuries or, you know, wanting a job and, and not getting a job or, or wanting a, you know, five-star recruit, not getting a five-star recruit. I mean, just all those little things that add up over time. And um, so I, I just really um, am thankful for those in a, a weird way, I guess. Um, but uh, no, I just, I think, kind of what we just talked about. I think that coaches are so incredibly important and, and sometimes it more times I would say than not, it's, it's hard. It's not fun. It's not glamorous. It's just dirty, hard work. But then those little moments that you get where it's all worth it, you know, that that's what keeps you coming back. And, um, so I just, uh, I'm thankful for, for all of those um, little lessons that I've learned along the way and um, just feel very fortunate to be in a position where we can impact so many young lives. Yeah, that's great, Coach. You're talking, you know, the, you, the gratitude coming from you is great because, uh, you know, I like what you said about having self-confidence, but it's not because of your success. Like, that's uh, that's some kind of muscle that we can work. Like, it's just something that most people can't explain. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's different, right? Like people say like, I don't understand why you're so happy and things haven't worked out for you, you know, uh, uh, and not everything's the way you wanted it to go. And yet you're still with a smile on your face. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's one of those phenomenons that I think, uh, humans, uh, if we can learn that from each other, shoot, if we could write a book about it and teach it. Uh, you know, some billions of copies. Uh, and so that's, uh, that's something that I really appreciate you talking about because people think you build confidence from win after win after win. Like, nah, I've, I've learned a lot more from losses than I have from wins and, uh, because usually, yeah. that's, usually that's what we talk about. See, man, right. coach, remember that? Yeah. I remember losing too. And I remember this loss and had I just adjusted here and had I just, you know, you not played so-and-so or whatever, you know, the, the, we remember those right. things and we can grow from those oh, things. 100. Yes, I, I totally agree. I, I think, uh, you know, so just to put some, some context to it, we had uh, our best season in program history this year. And like I said, we won our conference and, um, but, but what nobody really knows is that everything that set us up for the season was total disappointment and failure from the year before. And we had a, a really heartbreaking loss in the conference tournament semifinals and um, kind of, you know, when, when we came back that summer, just regrouped and, um, you know, had the, the motto of unfinished business. And, but that loss the year before was so incredibly painful for our entire team. And, um, but it was just such a driving force for us, um, not wanting to have to feel that way again, you know? And so then I just think if we would have won that game, how different would this year have been? And would we have won a conference title and, and done those things, you know? And, 
and it's just, I mean, that's just one example of thousands throughout my life. But um, I just, I think that's why it's so important that we really do attack life with that growth mindset because you never know what it's setting you up for the next time. For sure, coach, for sure. And, and uh, I think, you know, there's been books written about the battlefield of the mind, all those type of things that, you know, you talk about mindset and uh, there's a, there's a, there's a scripture that says as a, as somebody thinks, so are they. So as a person thinks, mm-hmm. so are they. And I think you're, what you're saying, you know, you talked about being resilient. Uh, that's what sports in, in general and athletics, I think teaches young people, but I think they may not understand what's happening at the moment. And that's up to us as coaches to say, Hey, look, here's what's happening. You know, here, here's what's taking place. And you may think I can't, I can't, but yet here we did this. Yeah, you can. And mm-hmm. uh, so those, those are just, you know, a lot of great lessons to be learned from all this coach. And so thank you for sharing all that. Now, I, my last question is always about legacy uh, because I feel, you know, we all leave a legacy. Look at coach Sutton passing away, uh, coach Jerry Sloan passing away last week. And you hear, you hear all these people talking about this, that, the third, they did, they're so great. And that legacy is phenomenal to me. Uh, so I would ask you, Coach, even though here again, you've got a long ways to go, uh, you know, kind of beginning with the end in mind, looking down the, the, the road and knowing the work you have to do to kind of get to, the, to that place where uh, people would say this or that about you. What would you want to be said of you, Coach, when it's all said and done? Well, I love this question um, because I think, and especially being young, um, you sometimes, you know, you, you look at, different coaches or, or successful people and you think that you have to do it their way or you have to coach like this or, or act like that. And really, um, you just got to figure out who you are, you know, yeah. and just have that self-awareness that you might not be some of those other people. But as long as you're just staying true to yourself and, and being authentic and, and genuine to just your own self, um, I think that's a really – a, a hard thing that people struggle with. Um, and so that's where I guess my answer is just, um, I have to talk about my faith because, um, just the way that the Lord has worked in my life and really taught me, um, who I want to be and, and who I don't want to be. And, um, so I, I hope that people, when they talk about me, they know that there was something different about me and, um, whether they know it was, because of the light of Christ or not. Um, I, I do just want to be different from the world and not put a value or emphasis on, you know, winning games or things like that, but just those things that transcend all of that with, um, just having that deep down peace that you know who you are and, and you know who you are. And, um, I, I hope that just like my coach helped me in, in my walk, I, I can help other people and be a light for them. And, um, just love them and and i think when that love exists you know it it just drives people it pushes people to achieve more than they ever thought that they could have um and and i certainly hope my players can say that about me that i help them achieve things that they never thought possible um and just i i I do want to be a change agent i I do want to inspire you know females and um just encourage them and um be a a positive role model for them and help them know that they can overcome some of the things that we have to overcome and, um, just pursue that, you know, and, and just 
be on fire for that and know that that's okay. Coach, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your perspective and your journey. And so I thank you so much for spending some time with us today. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It was, it was so fun to get to talk about this stuff, especially, like you said, just in the midst of all the, the craziness going yeah. on in our world. I think yeah. we need a lot of positivity right now. So thanks for sure. this opportunity. No, Coach, thank you so much.